terror, greed, indifference. What's going on? It would appear that the world is coming apart all around us. That the cross members and joists of rationality are falling down as the ship twists and buckles under the strain of totalmania due to the insanity of its crew. The passengers will pay, oh not the first class, but steerage. Where the devil did the iceberg come from? How did we hit it? Why did we hit it? Who's to blame? My name is R.E. Chapman, and I would like to welcome you to my first podcast of which I will be addressing certain concerns that are having a definite impact on our very perceptions of good honest living. The very world we are living in is experiencing a major sociological quake of epic proportions that is devastating the very structure we depend upon for a civilized existence. Yes. These are highly disturbing times for us citizens of this gathering for which we call the United States of America. But who are we exactly? Do we even know the answer to that question? Let's be honest with ourselves. Regardless of our political affiliation, level of patriotism, or our ethical stance, we are a total mess. No organization, no agenda, no ideas, no direction, just mania. Now I have an idea as to why things have gone awry, however. To apply that idea in some form of talk would be deemed as inappropriate to those whom have dictated certain accommodating views for some whom are apparently offended easily, resulting in nothing short of public silence on the matter. In other words, one side has taken it upon itself to be respectful of those who cannot handle a little humor, a little constructive criticism. That avoiding the discussion is the better part of valor in order to keep the peace, however, are we being over-obliging to the point where a lack of discussion is actually having a negative impact on the very philosophical expression necessary towards maintaining a socially productive free will environment? So where to begin? What to discuss? There are so many topics available. Ukraine, COVID, Roe versus Wade, Black Lives Matter, religion, space exploration, Hollywood gaming, the environment, sex, drugs, and hip-hop, the past, the future, sports. Is that what we have been reduced to? A one-topic society? A single topic of discussion out of the entire pantheon of life? You go out to eat, and the restaurant's flat panel monitors are tuned into what? Go into the break room at your job, and the flat panel is revealing what? In a hospital waiting room? Do you go to church to pray, or is it something to do until the start of game day? Look, there's nothing wrong with a little athletic excitement, a little athletic enthusiasm. However, when your motivations get affixed to something to the point of taking your mind from good old-fashioned neighborly responsibility, from the care of your very community, then the result is a form of social tension that plays out much like an overdue caldera eruption. Admit it, sports is perhaps the most domineering force in our lives, and when the game ends, what are the true benefits 
not to yourselves directly, but to the betterment of the community, realistically, though you may not believe it. Athletics in regards to profit does more harm than good to a people trying to simply survive. Oh, and yes, I will address all of the before-mentioned topics and then some, but right now, I would like to address the topic of conducting the very notion of a discussion itself. Yes, a discussion about having a discussion. The interesting thing about discussion is that there is no limit to its dissemination. Sky's the limit, and then some. At least, that is the theory, or to say the least, the understanding. Which means the democratic process and discussion would be the best of bedfellows. You cannot have democracy without discussion, because discussion is necessary to resolve differences. Which means this discussion about discussion is about to get very interesting in regards to the institution of limitations. Sure, you can have discussion without a democracy, but can you have a democracy with constraints? You almost get the impression that you cannot conduct a simple meaningful discussion in the United States of America anymore unless you are specialized in conducting or engaging in conversation in order to be looked upon as a person, a human, or to say the least be taken seriously. As if you require a college degree or that you are a PhD in a certain academic discipline of which I am not, to simply conduct a discussion. Ever notice how a person will throw their academic credentials around like some badge of respect and people just give them their undivided attention in regards to a discussion. So why does it seem like we need some form of higher degree of learning to have a discussion? We have become a touchy-feely culture, and so certain parties have instituted rules of social engagement, regulated our choice of words and topics, and even how to express those words resulting in a democratic interaction that is not so dissimilar than being in a courtroom. Words and topics that have been deemed as objectionable, improper, even punishable under law. Like so many of you, I am not a PhD, and so perhaps we need some form of literature that explains who we are to clearly express and define that the retardation of a voice violates the very natural understanding of life itself. Let us call that book, I Am Not a PhD, a book of rage, a book of anger and even hatred. At least that is how it will be perceived by more than just a few. A book that you may not want, but that you definitely need. ISBN 978-0578-707099. A book that deliberately drives us to the necessity of unabridged discussion in regards to topics that are viewed as off-limits. Let us examine the importance of discussion, the power of discussion of which it and the power of persuasion are different sides of the same coin. Discussion keeps our sanity in check. Discussion strengthens our mental architecture. Sometimes even a tormentor can be better than being alone because talking to yourself works to a certain degree but may get a bit dreary in the long run.
even disorientating, especially when you have a limited perception of the finer points of life, education, experience, and imagination. When you engage in discussion, you learn, gather information, formulate new ideas and possibilities, determine the do's and the don'ts, expand thought, and explore areas that were never considered before. Discussion allows the option to be special. It is the very thing that makes us human, makes us alive. Do any of you remember the term food for thought? Consider that when a discussion is censured, and that is another term we are apparently unfamiliar with in this modern age, you feel as though you are listening to double talk, BS, nonsense. Nothing that would result in any real useful information. Censuring was, once upon a time, a dirty word in journalistic circles, however, today. Biased journalism is apparently the accepted norm, or to say the least, guiding the audience along a specific path with the intent of diverting attention away from something so painfully obvious that it would bring down the establishment at a moment's notice. That's a scary prospect, but closely examine what is reported in the news. There is absolutely no doubt that they stick to specific topics, especially in regards to sports. But enough of that. There are days when you hit a brick wall or hit rock bottom and you are searching for some real down-to-earth answers to what is plaguing you and the last thing that you need to get out of the dumps is incomplete information or your hands to be simply tied or as PhDs like to do tell you what you already know detail the possible causes and effects but provide you with no true useful remedy because they put too much thought into being touchy-feely so where do you find those real down-to-earth answers? How do you get at the social pieces that will help you overcome what is bothering you to even understand life? Discussion is a necessity towards living life. It is one of the fundamental ingredients to what makes a democracy work. Discussion is not about accommodation or offense, but to get an understanding of who we are as a species to discover different approaches to a topic. In order to get at the rodent in the attic, you must have clarity, perception, and an understanding of thought, warmth, and compassion. An ability to place yourself in the shoes of another. Leadership, chapter 4, page 83, the book, I am not a PhD. How do you make friends? How do you make agreements? How do you get the facts of a situation? To ask yourself one simple question. When someone hands you a piece of paper that is redacted, can you truly make a long-lasting, well-informed decision? Let us examine some situations that fall under discussion. Negotiations, interviews, lectures, terms of surrender. Those are important circumstances requiring discussion, and not just any discussion, but a discussion of great complexity. Discussion is athleticism, always competing and thus practiced often, lazy to the point of being a nuisance. Discussion is romance, loving and nurturing and thus always attentive, hate beyond all imaginings. Discussion is religious, always reaching out for the heart, mind and soul and thus believing, encouraging, having great faith, deceptive, dark and confusing. 
Discussion is a never-ending war. Discussion is a hard-hitting rock. Discussion is the truth of reality. Discussion. Discussion is art. Distinctive in variety. No limits in its creativity. Capable of going in any direction, but must be honed in order to delight and entertain the listener. Imagine art with limited expression. An artist who has had visual retardation imposed upon them. How would that impact a society? Imagine a fashion designer limited to two colors, a single fabric, and one idea. Look at what is going on in this modern culture here in the early 21st due to the absence of discussion. Harsh public opinion of celebrities. Demands on corporations to take a stand against the establishment. Alteration of literature. Removal of statues. Rewriting historical events. In effect, changing or stifling our perceptions on those things that invigorate discussion. Why? What are we afraid of in the United States of America? Interesting how we are quick to point out the shortcomings of other countries while in the meantime concealing our own truths. Controversy invigorates discussion. Wrongdoing encourages alternatives to what is reasonable and even acceptable. Dark truths are what keeps rational and responsible in play. Now for the question. Why are we not engaging in discussion when controversy arises or when someone generates controversy? Social media was designed to be the perfect platform for conducting a discussion, but it fails to do so. Truth be told, no one is engaging in useful discussion, whether it be social media or in person. They are simply expressing limited opinion through basic remarks and then demanding some form of corrective measures or out-and-out punishment. We do that, don't you know? Punish without any form of clear explanation. No due process. In fact, our entire social edifice is running strictly off simply enough. Personal opinion based on those with near zero or zero intellectualism. Let us come to grips with another reality, shall we? Our education system is a shambles. Let me point out to many of you whom are of a generation that is post-Secretary of Education, when the individual states regulated their own education system, we seemed to have had a better understanding of unified thinking in regards to what it meant to be an American. With our education now being regulated on a national level, it seems like our thinking is divided, as if more like old Europe. The Europe that our founding fathers were trying to get away from, or could it be something else? That is a far too complicated discussion to get into right now, however. I promise that I will go into more detail on the subject on a later date. As of right now, I will tell you this. We are many different kinds of people with no unifying frame of thought, no cohesion in our social decorum, projecting thoughts in pretty much the same way as a city without traffic lights during rush hour. Consider that for a moment. People who never shut up for one second to listen or to think, evoking discussion based strictly from an unintelligible level. 
like trying to understand every language on earth without realizing that you do not understand your own language and let us not deny the truth. Different ways from different kinds of thinking based on life's experiences is social pandemonium at work. Put a campsite in the wilderness and there are many directions a person can make when departing or returning, however. If there is a road, and that road is in serious disrepair, and we must learn to be troublemakers again, cutting our way through the wilderness of confusion. But before doing so, we must first get an understanding of what we are doing different in this modern sociological venue, something we did differently in the past that altered our perceptions on this modern life. In the past, we were teaching and learning not to allow words to harm us, that we were bigger than that. How many of you are familiar with Michelle Nicholas's character, Lieutenant O'Hara? Those famous words she used on the original Star Trek episode, The Savage Curtain, when interacting with Lee Berger playing Abraham Lincoln. So what happened? Believe it or not, we were once a bold culture, moving ahead, innovative builders, inventors, discoverers, hard chargers, unafraid of the world. We had an idea once, and for some inexplicable reason, we lost it. You see, there are two sides to life. Courageous, cautious, brave, afraid, motivated, lazy, go-getter, do-nothing, mean, nice, masculine, feminine. In the old days, we were mean and brave, however. Today, we are something else. We have had our sense of courage taken away. Caution dominates due to fear. Fear manifests as a result of a declining intellect. Our education system is full of gaps and sinkholes, resulting in a society of victims. No, a society of prey. And that is due to one thing terror. Being accommodating due to terror with an understanding that it will result in a peaceful coexistence. Ask yourself, is it working? That is for a discussion unto itself. Let us get back on track. With no unified means of evoking a discussion, we must learn to be understanding of where a person is coming from as not to counter with negativity and retribution. That is why the Christ says, be forgiving, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verse 21-22, the book, Holy Bible. For we have absolutely no clue as to what another has gone through in their life while growing up. The world hits people differently, Snary Bachelor, chapter 3, page 403, the book, I am not a PhD. People hit people differently. Of course, how do we know when a person is trying to enact some form of discussion? or simply trying to incite the people. We do not. That is the purpose of discussion. No yelling, no screaming, no obnoxiousness, no obscenities of any kind. People do that, don't you know, yell and scream to shut down conflicting opinions. Can we call that applying Marxist tyranny? You begin by asking questions, Luke chapter 2 verse 46, the book, Holy Bible. Your goal is to cause your opponent to stumble. Rethink their position on the matter. Not push for them to be fired from a job 
or seek legal action against another or in an institution. People should be fired for not doing their job to the utmost. Legal action should be pursued due to negligence. We are all entitled to our opinions and the right to remain quiet on the matter. Being offended is the true problem with our modern American culture, not an opinion. Offense falls under the social guidelines of self-control. And we, in this modern age of the early 21st, are extremely poor in our practice of self-control. If you remember the character Yoda from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, voiced and puppeted by Frank Oz, control, control, you must learn control. So much helpful advice from our older movies and television shows for which we have disregarded or simply overlooked must be our obsessive interest in sports. For an effective discussion, you need three fundamental components. First and foremost is an understanding of philosophy. Whether it be Western or Eastern is of no consolation, however, both would be idea towards the exercising of thought, something that is seriously lacking in the world, especially in our education method here in the United States of America. Next is history. No matter how much a culture tries to get around this medium, it is truly an unavoidable necessity. Your responsibility, chapter 2, page 52, the book. I am not a PhD. Everything is history, science, mathematics, sports, life in general, and yes, philosophy and religion. Traditions, laws, and knowing what, when, how, and why to say as something are all necessities towards a cohesive and effective society, something that cannot be attained without history. History gives us a sense of why a thing was put into place, why a person was or is held in such high regard, how to get from place to place. Without history, what are we? Religion is the final key component to discussion, because what science thought it knew, and is finally coming to grips with, is that religion begets civilization, not the other way around. The interesting thing about religion is that we need to be very careful about its overall dissemination. Again, a discussion for another time. In the meantime, let me just say that there is something about believing in a thing that takes the mind beyond the understanding of just living. It is a part of who we are as a species, regardless of your position on the matter. Guardian of the Garden, Chapter 1, Page 7, the book, I am not a PhD. When you place great thought in something you believe in, then it expands your frame of mind into other venues of thought. Sure, mathematicians and scientists will say that their mediums do the same, but not on a level necessary to incite a people's because there are restrictions to imagination in regards to math and science. Proof is always a required ingredient that stands in the way, but ultimately, even science and mathematics depends upon faith to carry the day. These are the challenges we face in our time. That's all for now. Until next time, blessings to you. This is R.E. Chapman. Au revoir and good night.
Thank you.